Hi, I'm George. I'm Dan. I'm Rick. And And we are Queer Magnolias, the podcast. Each episode, we're going to talk about what it was like growing up gay in the South. The trials and the tribulations. The joy and the struggle. And more importantly, how we became who we are today. Oh, honey, queer and fabulous. So come on in, y'all, and get comfortable, Shug. Kick off your shoes and sit a spell. And at the end of each episode, we're going to meet up out on the front porch for my favorite part of the podcast, Happy Happy Hour. So join us for an all-you-can-eat buffet of cutting up, foolishness, and carrying on. Always served with a heaping helping of sass. And that's a Queer Magnolia's guarantee. T'was the night before Christmas, and here from the South sit three Queer Magnolias who all run their mouth. To the front porch they sojourn with care, knowing stories and cocktails would surely be there. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas, Jacob. Welcome to our very special Christmas on the Front Porch episode. As always, you can find us anywhere you find your podcast, and be sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Now, I will pass the eggnog onto our three French hens. Oui, oui, monsieur. Parlez-vous français? Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Say habla espanol. Right. Deutsch. Hey, y'all. Hi. Welcome hey. to our international Christmas. <laughs> right. Christmas abroad, honey. Christmas three broads. He's calling abroad. Right. It's broad across the back. Well, <laughs> that's my grandpa called that the Texas spread. Oh, hello. <laughs> well, welcome, y'all, to a special Christmas edition out on the front porch. We thought that we'd share a little story or two from each of us about our most memorable Christmases. But first, we're going to need to discuss this little deliciousness situation here. So who could tell me about this? What is well, this first, thing? I just want to say, I like that you put the men in memorable. That was <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for, honey. I'm glad you caught that. So what we decided to do was a little spread of... Each of us, of the four of us, would make a specialty cocktail for this special Front Porch episode. And so we each have made a cocktail of our own choice to share amongst ourselves. And we will ask each of you to make them and rate them and tell us which one is your favorite. Vote of course, for me, I'm the prettiest. <laughs> My cocktail's the best. <laughs> Mine, mine's the strongest. Let me win. Let me win. Let me win. <laughs> and Jake is scared. <laughs> I want to know what this is. This is yours, Jake, right? Yes. Tell I, us about that. Well, I did some classic easy. It's a uh, Brandy Alexander. All right. Ooh. Ooh. So a little bit I remember her from Jacksonville days. <laughs> <laughs> this thing owned I remember the bar. her too, actually. Yes. So cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, everyone. It's a little cognac, a little creme de cacao. Cheers. And some Ooh. Yes. And a little nutmeg on top. Ooh. Oh, my oh stars. My this oh. is so Christmassy right yeah. here. I feel like oh, such a lady. <laughs> you are. It feels like a proper Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> morning. Yeah, she starts early. <laughs> Santa's up. Where the batteries? Make me a drink. Kids, stop making so much damn noise. <laughs> oh, Christmases would have been so much better with these. Mama didn't even share her volume. So, does somebody have a favorite Christmas memory they'd like to share? Oh, George, you want to? 
So I think one of my favorite Christmas memories is pretty recent. Like I could go back to childhood and talk about, you know, getting Star Wars toys for Christmas and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. But one of my favorite, favorite ones is more recent. It was after I moved to L.A., but I had gone home to visit for Christmas. So I was staying with my dad and my stepmom and my little brother. And of course, you know, I've said before, they were, they were very religious. So it was a big thing to go to church on Christmas for them. And I was a little nervous about going because, you know, I've said they are Southern Baptist and I was a little nervous about going to church. And I remember going Christmas shopping with my stepmother. She and I are very, very close um, and and love to shop together. It's one of the things right. we love to do together. I so like we, were, to we were going Christmas shopping and we were sitting and we, we were getting out of the car and she stopped me and put her hand on my leg and was like, look, I want to talk to you about church. She was like, all right. You know, you do not have to go to church with us. She was like, you know, the thing, one of the things that bothers me the most about our church is when they start talking about gays and how being gay is a choice. She's like, I watched you grow up and I know it was never a choice for you. You were exactly who you were born to be. And it was just such a sweet, amazing moment between the two of us. And all it, it just brought us so much closer. And we were already so close, which I love. Um, but it was just, it's one of my favorite, favorite memories. And that happened at Christmas. Oh, wow. I I think that's so wonderful. It's, what a great thing to see that growth in anyone totally. that is not their life, but right. they recognize someone they love and see what they're going through and they want to acknowledge that. And so I celebrate your stepmom. I think that's magnificent. I love that. I mean, it, I love her and I love that story so much. That's really so sweet. Thank you. That's, that's my story. I mean, like, I know. <laughs> oh, 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 honey, that's crusty tears over there. Really? <laughs> and so mine is so serious, just like George's not. <laughs> So growing up, my mom, occasionally mom and dad would try to do things to save money. So at some point, I was five or six, seven years old, somewhere along in there. My mom decided that she really didn't need to take me to the barber anymore because she could get some clippers and do it herself. Oh, girl, I sense a Pyrex bowl mm-hmm. in this story. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. So as, you know, I always cool make... <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so mama probably was having a volume and a cigarette and doing my hair and she swears I ducked my head. I think she reached for a cigarette and so I ended up with a reverse mohawk because she mowed right down the middle of my head. <laughs> so opening every Christmas present, there's my reverse mohawk right down the middle in it. So mama was like, well, you was a fidgety child and I'm like, yes, and you were obviously nervous because look at what you did to my hair. <laughs> Wait, she made you keep that haircut through Christmas, she didn't just buzz it all off. No, just kept it because she wanted. <laughs> she wanted me to be reminded that I should not she, fidget. She wanted proof. She's like, see. Well, so you years later. <laughs> so years later, of course, I find the picture every Christmas, you know, and hold it up to her, and she's like, "Well, I don't know what happened. <laughs> what happened was." <laughs> She needed to ash that cigarette, right? Reach for that ashtray. That's right. I could have just taken one of those lampshades with the plastic on it, and worn it for Christmas. But no, you can't have that. I can't believe you had to keep the haircut. Oh yeah, she just is. one stripe down the middle, done. Yeah, she's finished. It. She's finished. I love it. I, I will say that not long after that, I began. They began to take me to Mister Charles the barber and have my hair done <laughs> instead of her doing it because it was clear that that was not. Uh, trait, you know, something she'd mastered for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Charles. That's my favorite part. Oh, so, so <laughs> Mr. Charles. Mr. Charles. <laughs> so here's a unique thing about Mr. Charles. So you would go, he was, the barbershop was under Miller Furniture Company. Miller Furniture Company was on Queen Street in, I, in, in the basement. In the right. basement, in the honey. Basement. That's right. The root <laughs> cellar. <laughs> By the mason jars with that's, the jams. <laughs> 
And the pickles. That's yeah. right. Putting them so up for the winter. That's right. So you would go down. There was a, a staircase on the outside of Miller Furniture Company on the side. And you go down the stairs. And then you go through the door. And under there were three barbers, two brothers and their dad. And, and a dirt floor. And a dirt floor. <laughs> you know, sawdust. This sounds so shady. <laughs> you buy that, your hooch down there, too. <laughs> oh, that probably was going on as well. counter. <laughs> Let, let's talk about this little Christmas cocktail with the Christmas tree in it. Oh. What is this thing, George? All right. So this is... Um, it's a little punch that I like to call a mistletoe Mary. <laughs> oh, I love Mary. <laughs> Jack A, are you listening? Uh, yes, Mary. Ma'am, I love her. So it's uh, cranberry juice, vodka, and elderflower liqueur. Oh, so, all righty then. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, y'all. Cheers. 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 Mm-mm-mm. All right. Ooh. Oh, that's no good. I'm going to have to have another one. Yeah, it's terrible. I think I should remake it. Let's try again. Try again? (laughs) A little stronger, Mm. please. Oh, that's lovely. Love it. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this episode. But we are on the front porch. Yeah, fortunately, if we fall off, it's not far to the ground. (laughs) Right. Who doesn't love Christmas morning with four different liquors? (laughs) I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I might not make it. It's the three wise men plus one. (laughs) Oh, no, honey. It's ho, 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 and the the other one. (laughs) It's the three wise men and Mary. (laughs) There you go. Well, there's a Christmas that comes to mind for me that's probably one of my most memorable. And it was the very first Christmas after my mom left my dad and they separated. Okay. And I don't know how, it might have been 11 or 12. I don't exactly remember. And no, I won't 40, tell you what year. 40. So just don't ask. Um, but 1940? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, and you know, back in those days. Because, yeah. uh, no, but I, I think going into the holiday season, we were old enough to sort of understand what was going on. And my mother was a single mother working hard to support three kids. And uh, I don't think any of us really expected anything for Christmas. We expected it to be very low key. And what this woman did to make sure we didn't feel the pinch of that, I don't know what it was like on her, but I remember everything from the dinner to the gifts to the entire experience. We, uh, I don't know if it was the fact that my father wasn't there because the situation was very tense between them at that point before they separated. Maybe it was that combined with the fact that she was uh, bound and determined to not let us feel it. it. It turned out to be one of the most peaceful and joyful holidays I think I've ever had. Oh, that is so, amazing. Um, that's probably my most memorable one overall. And so, yeah. So what'd she make? She have a uh, ham? She did. Oh, my mom only does ham for Christmas. <laughs> I mean, the woman has Same. never done anything. Yeah. Other I say that's very Southern, right? It ham is, for it Christmas, is. Turkey for Thanksgiving. Yep. Well, and mama wasn't fond of Turkey. So occasionally, probably every four years we'd get a Turkey, but mostly even at uh, Thanksgiving, we had a ham. Oh, but, and, we're talking about the old kind of cured salt ham, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, not not those spiral pretty hams. Yeah, you no, the you there won't no spiral no, back yeah, in my day. And my grandma Skinner made those kind of hams, the ones like your mama. Yeah, but my grandma Zuber made ham out of a can. Ooh, <laughs> honey, we loving grandma Zuber. <laughs> oh, but that reminds me of the first Christmas I had in LA where I cooked because I'd never cooked before, especially a turkey. And I decided to make turkey for Christmas. And so I called my mother and she stayed, this was before we had FaceTime and uh, she stayed on the phone with me the entire time and helped me cook this damn turkey. I love it. In my kitchen. And it came out so perfect. I lifted it out and it could have been more perfect. And that's all my mama talking me through that. Cause bitch didn't know what she was doing. (laughs) I think that's so cool. You know, that's such a fun thing to be able to reach out to loved ones, whether it's a mom, a grandma, or just friends and stuff who walk you through something. It's absolutely wonderful like that. It's fun. Jay. 
there's lots of Christmas memories, All but right. I do remember, you know, being a kid and the importance of Santa Claus. Oh, and, yes. And, and the belief of Santa Claus. Coming down your chimney. <laughs> <laughs> Coming down, huh? Mm-hmm. I saw daddy kissing Santa Claus. I saw daddy doing some other things with Santa Claus. Uh, Santa's toes were curled. Sorry, Jacob. You brought up Santa and that just (laughs) brought it all up. Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. it up from the root cellar. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Charles. (laughs) Um, I wanted a bicycle really badly. All right. Um, My parents, they said they couldn't afford. They couldn't afford it. So... Uh, you know, I, I was looking forward to getting this bike, and I wasn't going to get it. And, of course, Christmas morning comes, and there in the living room is the bicycle. Aww. And I was super excited about it. It had little training wheels on, and I remember going to school. And He was uh, also 19. <laughs> <laughs> you got to learn sometime, honey. <laughs> it wasn't until I was 21 until I took off the training wheels. But, um, I remember going to school and telling my friends how excited I was Santa brought it. And they're like, oh, no, that wasn't Santa Claus. That was your <gasps> parents. Fuckers. Oh. And then, fuckers. And I was, I was, you know, I was like, there's no way. My pa-. And I, when I asked my mom, and she's like, oh, no, we, we couldn't afford that bicycle. So Santa, Santa had to bring it. So, and, you know, for a while, I was just, I was distraught, and, and I didn't know what to do. So I remembered I made a plan for next year. Mm-hmm. To trap. Yes, to make sure that I could find Santa. And, of course, I went to bed next year. And then at about, uh, it must have been midnight or whatever, I snuck out. And then I saw my parents wrapping the presents. And it spoiled the whole thing. Oh, I'd have burned the house down. <laughs> the magic was over. <laughs> so that always, you know, gets me to think about the magic of Santa Claus. It's funny because I uh, I remember um, uh, growing up that there were many times I was going to catch Santa Claus in the act. And I would sleep in the living room with the Christmas tree. <laughs> and I don't know, I must have slept hard as a child because I would wake up at 2 in the morning and... Santa had already come. NyQuil's a mama's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> she that. Speaking of NyQuil. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, it does taste like Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Right. What's right. the next drink? I know. So the next drink is a Neapolitan Santa. Oh, cute. Oh. And it, has, it floats. So it's very cute. It's pink Vote and white. Mine. Mm. It's the best. It's the prettiest. Well, cheers to that. Cheers. cheers. To Santa. Here's to Santa. And Mr. Cheers. Charles. And Mr. And Charles. Mr. Charles on it. And Santa coming down all the chimneys. Well, he's creamy tonight. Oh, this yeah. is good. That is good. What liquor are you using in this? Rum. Diplomatico oh, that's rum. that's what that is. Yes, that's Venezuela. Exactly is. Oh, my God. That's really <laughs> good. It tastes very chocolatey. Is that? Is it supposed to? Is it the cream to cacao? No, no that was, was in Jake's. Yeah, no, in this one just has um, it has coconut in it. Okay. It has a little cranberry, um, and it has oh, the rum. It's the raspberry. Yeah, oh, it's, it's the cranberry. Raspberry. That's, that's right. what it is. That's really good. Dan. Thank mm. you. Yeah, it's I almost see. like raspberries and white chocolate, kind mm-hmm. of. See? It's good. Very good. So how old were you, Dan, when you figured out there was no Santa Claus? 47. <laughs> I expect you to go, what? <laughs> well, I, 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 I sort of figured out. I was sort of, I was a late believer. Um, I, the magic of Christmas was fun. We were. She's also a late bloomer. So <laughs> I got a lot of late bees today. in her life. Right? Um, but it was, I was, I think, a little late in really coming to terms with the fact that there was no Santa. Uh, we opened all of the gifts under the tree on Christmas Eve. Oh. So one year, my cousin, who was four years younger than I am, or he still is four years younger than I am, they came by one 
late Christmas Eve to say hello to mom and dad and all. And Patrick cried because Santa had brought no presents under the tree. What he didn't know is we'd already opened them all. Now, even I was probably 12, 11, 12, 13, somewhere along there. I would always get something special on Christmas morning, even though we'd opened the gifts. When I was much younger, the big fabulous reveal was Christmas morning. And I knew better than to be like y'all going to look for Santa Claus. Mama would have beat my ass. So <laughs> <laughs> there was none of that looking for Santa Claus. Uh-uh. That's what I was going to ask everybody, though. When did you guys open presents? Did you open everything on Christmas morning or did you split it up between Christmas Eve, Christmas morning? What was your family's MO? So because, you know, I, my parents are divorced and I live with my grandparents. So that was where I, most of my Christmases were. And every Christmas Eve, we all opened one present. We got oh, to pick, wow. we got to pick right. which present we wanted to open. And then everything else was open on Christmas Day. But because my parents were divorced and I had two sets of grandparents that I spent so much time with, I had like four Christmases. I had like the one at my, with my grandparents I live with. And I had the one with my other grandparents. And then I had the one with my dad. And I have the one with that my mom. That was by design. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there are perks to being from a divorced family. That is very true. That, especially if you can put a little guilt in there. I really need this. Well, I didn't get this from them. So I guess. <laughs> You love me more. <laughs> no, I never played that, but I, but I definitely had a lot. And that was the same thing for all holidays and birthdays. Jake? We did Christmas morning. Yeah. Always. All, and for everything. Everything. Oh, wow. and, um, I don't think the, I could have waited that long. <laughs> <laughs> we would get excited. We would open the stockings first. That was like the most exciting. Oh, the stockings. Oh, I'd forgotten oh, about those stockings. We were all about stockings. Oh. Well, well, speaking of next? stockings, mm-hmm. what is this? It's a little segue to the stocking stuffer, if you oh, will. No. A stuffed Cheers. stocking. Who doesn't Can love you stuffed? just imagine? Yeah. <laughs> this the is rim. a little bit of amaretto mm-hmm. uh, with Cointreau and float it with some uh, Irish cream. Wow. He's bringing out the Irish in us this year. <laughs> Hello. This is delicious, Rick. Yes. This is well, so good. And it goes perfect with coffee, so you can have it first thing on Christmas well, morning. Well, there is that. And the rest of Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> this Five Farms Irish Cream is magnificent. Oh God, it's so good. Oh, I love this. And this bottle is so So, great. George, did you have stockings? <laughs> <laughs> no, girl. She had heels. Which oh. <laughs> Shaja heels. Oh, okay. Only fishnet. <laughs> uh, what? Your fruit fell through the fresh the fresh net. You gotta know what to do, honey. On more than one occasion, <laughs> had to tuck that in. Did you? I need to date a boy with buck teeth. <laughs> oh my lord! Uh, right through the net, honey. Right eat, through the net. You can eat an ear of corn right through the picket fence. Uh huh. <laughs> so yeah, stockings were big in our family. Um, there was that point where I lived in Lukama with my grandparents and my aunt, my uncle, and my two cousins. And we had a, it was a two-story house, so they would hang the stockings. We didn't have a fireplace. They would hang them from the stairwell, from like oh, the, cool. the banister. Yeah, yeah. So super cute in the hallway. Well, and they, cute. it was super cute. And they did this thing where it's like the 12 days of Christmas leading up to Christmas. So every day we'd wake up and there'd be something new in the stocking. Oh, for 12 days. that's oh, cute. That. Yeah, it was really cute. That was a super cute tradition. I want that's awesome for Christmas. Right? And you know she had those Hanes uh, extra right. long ones that right. rolled right. out of And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, had underalls. It was right. two, two legs to fill. Right. Nude. <laughs> suntan, bitch. Suntan. <laughs> she had legs that came in the egg. Oh, legs. My Remember those? Yes, oh, honey. Legs. So we, I always had a stocking. I think when I was... I think when I was one or two, my mom bought one and it had my name on it. And so that hung above the fireplace every year. And my stocking had fruit and nuts. 
because. <laughs> <laughs> No, wait. No, that okay. is definitely a no, southern so, tradition. So well, I think okay. that's probably better than a pork chop, but okay. No. <laughs> so, smoked like meat. <laughs> deviled ham. Yeah, well, yeah. Ew. Right? Don't, I'm going to make some more deviled ham. Rick loves my deviled ham. Scrimps. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so the, I am going to fight for this one. So, the thing about fruit and nuts are is that. They were not in season, so that was something that was very oh. special. So, well, like nice. tangerines, I had always had an apple, had a tangerine. There were Brazil nuts and walnuts and pecans or pecans, as we call them. Pecans, pecans, pecans. yes. And there were so that's what came in a stocking. Yes. And even though I really did love the gifts and all, the stocking was very important. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom would always say, "Well, did you check your stocking?" Oh. Even whether maybe it was just fruit and you know nuts, but you always check the I stocking. promise you the toe of every stocking was an orange. <laughs> always. Yes, always. Always. Yes, cuz it makes it nice and round exactly. and it photographs nicely. I have photos. None of y'all got a lump I'm, of coal. I'm I mean, jealous. that's watch your mouth. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> I'm jealous of all of you though because uh, our stockings never had all the that. It had the batteries for the toys that we got or it had socks or it had underwear or some other shit. And so we were always forced to go to our stockings and we always walked over <laughs> begrudgingly like, oh God, I want these damn socks. Yeah, <laughs> it was the practical gifts in this right. Well, I sort of think that's sort of cool for the batteries. So, well, here's the thing about batteries. I remember this one Christmas, and I was in high school. And this was, again, at my dad and, and Kathy's. And we were opening presents, and Kathy goes, okay, okay, go, George, George, go get the camera. Not me, George. My dad, George. And I'm like, well, this is weird. They haven't been taking pictures of me opening presents yet. But they have to take a picture of me opening this one present, which we will now post, because it's definitely one of those <laughs> photos that we should show. Because I'm opening this giant box, and it's full of batteries, because it has to go with what, whatever the other <laughs> gift was. <laughs> A vibrator? Well, no, that, that was later years. <laughs> oh, those <laughs> are the gifts to keep on giving that you buy for yourself. That, that is very true. You want the one that fits properly. I mean, so. it's a personal choice. <laughs> <laughs> so I always like making fun of my mom, but she was very quick. And one year, um, I was getting a black and white television for Christmas, and it was an 11 inch. And Ooh, they had to 11. put it on layaway because they couldn't afford it. So. They bought oh, it at Roses. I know this story. I love this story so much. <laughs> so they Did you say it. Roses? Roses. I love it. Department store, honey. <clears throat> so Hashtag Roses, honey. Kevin, Hashtag. Kevin, if you're listening, that is not where I got my Emmy. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so when we would go in a department store, I always went shopping with my mom. I was allowed to go wherever in the department store within the store while she did her shopping. So... She had sent me off to play in the toy aisle or whatever, and so she had gone to the layaway window, and she was laying away the television, and I snuck up on her, and she did not know I was there. So I'm like, (laughs) hey, Mom, and she, like, clings to the ceiling. I'm like, what are you doing? And without missing a beat, she says, I'm talking to this lady about buying some Avon. Go play, honey. I'll come find you in a minute. I never had any idea of what she was doing. <laughs> With the TV sitting right there on the oh, camera. <laughs> Probably. On her hip. <laughs> Probably in a cart. Uh-huh. Like right here. Right you here. Know? We're talking about our stories. Right. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> mama was quick, honey. Your she, mama was uh, quick. She was quick. She didn't play. Mm-mm. And I didn't know there was a television until it arrived on Christmas I Day. I love that so much. <laughs> so great. Did your mama bake or make candy at Christmas? Because my grandma yes. did. My mother <laughs> had her... Uh, uh, her fudge, her Christmas fudge that she made every single year. Well, where's and, that damn fudge today? Well, that's, There's a mailbox, isn't there? 
What's up with that? Mom. It's Could we have away. some fudge? Where's it at? It's on the way. It's in the mail. It's in the mail. Okay. Along, along with our ballots. It's, it's, it's coming in your stocking. Right. right. That's right. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I, we might have had uh, a cake on Christmas Day. Maybe one. Um, but Mama was not too big on doing sweets and stuff. What about you, Jake? Well, and to this day, the tradition still continues. Um, <laughs> we did cookies. Oh, um, yeah. Christmas yeah. cookies. We did Christmas cookies. Um, we would, in our neighborhood, we would go across the street. It was my mom's best friend, Mary Ellen. Oh. Um, she would invite her best friends and her family. It was, a, it was five ladies. I don't remember all of their names, but it was, they were the ones that put the show on. And it was sugar cookies, shortbread cookies, and we'd make them uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cookies. And we give them out to families and stuff like that. And, and now that's what I do for a living. See? <laughs> that's why I love the it so much. The cookie didn't fall far from the no, tree. I love it. Well, it's funny. I have a very dear friend, Anne, Lady Hathaway, if you will, who's getting married in January. But her, uh, every year she loves to make Christmas cookies uh, for people, especially for the people that she works with. And she always says that her special ingredient is cruelty. <laughs> and where they, are the cookies at, hon? They, Hello? Are, they are the most incredible cookies. So, Anne, you need to send us a bunch. Right. It makes you. them devilishly good. That's right. <laughs> See? George, did, did Grandma bake? Or Grandma, did you help bake? So, I did not help bake, um, but she definitely baked at Christmas. She always made fruit cake, she made tipsy cake, and she always made divinity. Divinity was so huge. Yeah, huge. I mean, it uses pecans. So. <laughs> True, and those come in the autumn. So they do indeed. Um, so do I you feel like, like a tipsy cake, right? But I don't know what it is. So, but I'm intrigued. But I'm intrigued. A little rum in it. Did she go to the ABC store? So and here's the thing some, about something. this. My grandma. So I grew up in a house without drinking. There was no drinking in my grandma and grandpa's house, Ugh. except at <laughs> Christmas. Oh, all right. <laughs> because when she's making fruit cake and tipsy cake, she needed to buy liquor. And she would always send my you. grandpa to buy it for her. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love you. Come on, let's be real. Because, you know. Mr. It, Charles, you got some liquor. He would go down to Mr. Charles' basement. Um, to but, you know, in North Carolina, County. you have to go to an ABC store, ABC store yeah. which is, is sucks. I mean, also, I feel like there's that shame. There's like no windows. Yes, it's right. like a penitentiary is what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, it is like the most shameful Only one kind way of place. in and one way right, out. Right, exactly. And it's always on the main street. <laughs> so everybody can see you. See, you see going who's going in, in. And coming out with what? And how many bags? So he would always have to go buy the brown liquor. I don't even Probably know. Brandy. Probably yeah, brandy. Probably brandy. I, honestly, I don't know. It um, could be bourbon as well. I honestly think it might have been bourbon. If you I make think bur- about it, bourbon balls are very popular. Very popular, um, and, and she bourbon. used that in both the fruitcake. I don't mind a bourbon ball every now and then. Bread <laughs> pudding, <laughs> and yes. <laughs> so what is a tipsy is cake? A tipsy cake yes. yes, sorry. I honestly, so it is so a. So you cake. don't know what the damn thing is, do you? <laughs> on the spot, she's talking around it, so mm-hmm. she don't have to actually answer <laughs> the question. Too. I get it. Here's it what I remember about tipsy cake. It was something that she <laughs> good that she put together and then you froze. And I remember it was very sticky. Yes, it's like an icebox cake. Yes. So the icebox doesn't usually have booze in it. No, this was a tip. So it was soaked in liquor. Oh, I like your grandma much better. (laughs) I want to spend Sundays at your grandma's house. (laughs) But only at Christmas, because apparently when Jesus is born, it's okay to drink. You know what? one does, honey. Mm -hmm. You get grandma a little tipsy, she might think it's Christmas every week. Come on. See, you put a tree up in the corner, she'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that I actually have a recipe for tipsy cake, so I need to look for it. We should make it. We should make it. Post it. Do you guys like fruitcake? No. I like fruitcake no. if it's done, nope. if it's homemade. Yeah, you don't I like it? Nope. 
don't like traditional fruitcakes. Those ones with like the green cherries. And yeah, like, yeah. But I've actually started making fruitcake. green cherry? Girl, it's a cherry that's dyed green. It's yeah. gross. Yeah. It's um, not gross. It's gross. You'll eat one. No, I won't. So I started making fruitcake because of Martha Stewart. Again, shout out to Martha. Yes. Full circle. Um, because she started, she showed me how to make fruitcakes using very natural dried fruits as opposed to all those candied glossade fruits, which are, yeah. again are those green cherries. Um, <laughs> and I started giving Nasty. them out as Christmas presents to That's people. That's why you should vote for my drink, not hers. And I don't have a green cherry in it. You just don't have saying. a cherry at all. I'm just like, <laughs> and if it is, it's green by now. <laughs> it's not green, it's black cherry. It's wild cherry, as we call it. Why I gotta be wild? What was there? Her cherry pushed so far back. Uh, <laughs> your cherries pushed so far Full back, circle. it's used as a tail as light. A tail light. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Terrible. Y'all are terrible. All right. All right. I have a question for you. How many white Christmases did you have in your, in your ute? All of them, honey. That's my last name. Oh! oh that you did indeed. Cheers, The old lady's awake. <laughs> and five, the answer, five more minutes. Yeah. The answer to that is none. Uh, I live too close to the ocean. I never saw it snow on Christmas until 1997. My grandfather wow. was 98 years old, and it was the first time he'd ever seen snow on Christmas. And Jake, you're from LA, so you. Ever, you probably haven't seen one here, have you? Well, not here, but we did go up to Lake Arrowhead. I had a family live up there, and there was definitely days where it snowed. And George, you're close to Danny. So So I don't remember as a child having white Christmases, but like three years ago, I was home for Christmas and actually got snowed in. Oh, like I, oh, like I my, remember that. Actually. Yeah, my plane I didn't go home that year. But got yeah. canceled, yeah. and I had to stay there for another few days. Yeah, which yeah. is so unusual. What about as you? a child? I remember one. There was only one, and I think that's why it jumps out so much. And uh, none of it. Nobody was expecting it. And we woke up um, that morning, and it had snowed. It was probably already like six or eight inches on the ground by the mm. time we woke up. And so my aunt, who lived next door to us up the hill up the road a bit mm-hmm. um had called down and said hey it's snowing why don't you guys come on up to the house and let's have breakfast here and we'll just do a little white christmas breakfast we all like got packed up in our snow gear and went hiking up oh, the hill. it's like a hallmark movie <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and they went up yeah. hill both ways mm-hmm. well that's how snow, you have to do when the snow, snow in the south right <laughs> <laughs> both ways in the that's dead of winter in the snow <laughs> on the way to school with every day cardboard yeah. shoes. Yeah. 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 Yep. But uh, as an adult, I've spent many Christmases where it's snow. Well, many, but you know, oh, really? definitely handfuls. Hallmark again. Well, no, and it's, it's and he not- met a prince on Christmas, but he didn't know he was a prince until they got married, and then he had to inherit a. Well, he had a Prince Albert. Does that matter? <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, he should have known. first. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a country. He was from Silver Lake. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a country in yeah. terms of <laughs> <south>. yes. <laughs> She put a steak down. Oh, <laughs> anyway, all right. Anywho, uh, I just, yeah. you know what I'd like to say to all of us? I want to congratulate all of us on being so adult when Rick was talking about six to eight inches and nobody said anything. So <laughs> I was very disappointed by that. Wow. <laughs> so you know what comes next is New Year's. No, oh, that's right. So, well, I have a New Year's story for you. Oh, do you? I do. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> Picture it. Picture it. New Year's Eve. Blue comma. Right? <laughs> Snow. 1987. Picture it. <laughs> 
<laughs> New Year's Eve, 1999. We had a New Year's Eve party. We had a bunch of people over. And but remember back in 1999, Y2K was a thing. Oh, yeah, honey. It was happening. The world was uh-huh. coming to an it end. It was all coming to an end. And so we had a house full of people. And we were uh, doing the countdown for New Year's. And when we started getting closer to midnight, I snuck out the kitchen door, went out back. And as everybody counted down, three, two, one. One, when they hit one, I killed the power in the house. And you can hear every every single person in the house collectively say, what the fuck? (laughs) My favorite New Year's Eve story ever. (laughs) He's not invited. So I have this tradition on New Year's Eve that my dad will always call me from midnight in North Carolina on New Year's and say Happy New Year's and he says and he'll always say greetings from the future because he's already on oh, the next cute. year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cute. It is super, super cute. Um, so when, when Y2K happened I was like, okay, so did it happen? Is is the world shut down on the East Coast? Did it, are ATMs spitting out money and the traffic lights are going? <laughs> he's like, no, everything is totally fine. I'm like, oh good, so now we can just relax and enjoy this party for three hours. Precisely. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that's a wrap on season one for us, though. Oh my God. Uh, it's over already? It's it seems so to sad. have gone so quickly. So terrible. We just started. Right? It just feels like yesterday when we did this thing. Little babies in the podcast world. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. Mm, okay. What's your favorite episode that we've done for season one? Oh. All of them, honey. All of them. I was in all of them. They're all my favorite. <laughs> I agree. But probably <laughs> for me, um, fetish was my favorite. Was it? It was, yeah. Nasty whore. What well, was okay. that? The kink of queens, I think. Was the, the kink of, of queens, honey. <laughs> so, we come else? up with some good names for our episodes. We're very proud of those. We are. And I don't usually come up with any of them. <laughs> so, I, so, okay. So, you asked about favorites. I don't have... I love them all. I do want to make a little addendum to an episode since I'm having an opportunity now. Please do. So the Big Daddy episode, it was one of the first episodes we actually recorded, even though it was episode three is release. And I don't know that I really knew what I was doing recording a podcast at that point. So I feel like in my story, I sacrificed a little bit of truth for funny in telling a story. And I hate that that happened because the only reason I really wanted to do this podcast was to give people who might be in the same situation I was growing up, like giving them hope that things get better because they really do. You do find your power. And I think that that definitely includes relationships, or it can include relationships with your family. And my relationship with my dad and my stepmother has gotten so much better than when I was a teenager or when I was a kid. And I think I dwelled too much on that, on how what it was like as opposed to what it is like now. Because we do have a much better relationship, and I love them both sincerely. Um, so I just want to make sure I say that out loud. Does that make sense? It does, yeah, and I, I appreciate that. I totally understand it. I mean, I feel like... Your your truth, your story growing up is yours, uh, but also it's important to sort of outline where you are now. Absolutely. And, and all of that. And I think that didn't happen so much, so I'm glad to get to say to the world that we are in a really good place, and it, and it really, you can get to a place where you respect each other as adults. It's true, and I celebrate it, and so I look at life as sort of like a, a madras fabric. There are all different colors, there are all different patterns. And there are threads that run through it, and each thread is different. Each thread's a different color. It's a different shade. It's who, what happens to make us who we are. Yes. And you can take one thread out, and it can be one thread that you dwell on and you think about. And it can be something that was either really, really good, maybe really bad, middle of the road. But that one fabric standing on its, or one thread standing on its own, makes one story. But 
that thread is only part of the enormous fabric that makes up our lives. And so we discuss things, and some things are much deeper, some things are much funnier, but it is that moment we're talking about. It's not necessarily the defining moment of our entire life. If we have one of those, that will be highlighted as this is the one thing <laughs> right. that may, yes. you know, made me change my direction. That's this yeah. golden yeah. thread. Precisely. And it's very interesting, and I think I've said this pretty much from the beginning, is it's been very, I don't want to say hard, it's been challenging for me to come to the table here and let it all out and lay it all out there because I just have never done that before. But it's also been extremely cathartic to be able to sit here and sort of talk about my life and growing up and the things that I went through. Because when I came to LA, I, I had decided I was leaving all that right. shit behind. Right. And and I made a conscious choice to not bring it up. I have people that I, uh, friends that I'm friends with, you know who you are, Jackie, that have <laughs> accused me of having, of being in witness protection because they can't find anything of me before I arrived in LA. Yeah. But that was all I'm purpose i just needed to leave that life behind me and it's been very cathartic to be able to sit here and sort of talk through that with you guys because you're the best oh we are the best <laughs> i totally agree and speaking of the best i will say on the other side of that coin one of my favorite moments from this whole season was regal that is something <laughs> to this day i quote <laughs> You know, I wake up some mornings and I'm like, the first thing I want to text out is Regal. Just for the, way <laughs> just for the kick of it. It's so. my favorite. <laughs> Jake, any any um, revelations for you? Well, you know, that was, Dan, that was a very powerful speech. It moved me so Thank much. you. But, you know, I'm always one for first impressions starting off. So I, I did and still do appreciate the coming out episode. It's like, you know, kicked us off. Uh, gave us that first idea and impression of who we we're going to be, and that starting point is always a great, a great point of reflection. And I always like that about firsts. If you I will. agree. Oh, yeah. I love that. And and especially to your point earlier, George, you had said very early on that after the pop culture episode, you started remembering all these different episodes and moments in yes. TV and all these things that we never really covered. I think. Should we continue that into future seasons where we have one episode that's dedicated to pop culture where we talk about other shows? And the reason I bring that up is because we want to hear from you guys, the audience. Yes. What resonates with you? What did you like? What was your favorite episode? What did you love? What do you want to hear more of? What do you want to hear something talked about that we didn't talk about? Precisely. We are open to suggestion. And we're also looking to maybe bring in a voice every now and then in Interviews, the next season. for sure. And introduce you to a other friends of ours, people that we admire. So we'd like to hear from you. Let us know what you would like. Send us your Christmas wish list. Oh, yes. Right. yes. And try these drinks. Don't forget that mine was the Neapolitan Santa, and Stocking it's the best. Stuffer. Mistletoe Mary. Randy <laughs> <Andy> Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> tried and true, honey. Tried That's and true. it. That's it. All right. Jake usually does this part. So this time, though, I thought since it's the last episode of the season, we all do it. So that said, make sure you check us out wherever you find your podcasts on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, etc. etc. That's it. And on Twitter at Queer Magnolias. Instagram at Queer Magnolias Podcast. Facebook at Queer Magnolias. And you guys... Merry Christmas, y'all!